<laughs> this is the Rich Eisen Show. I got all the love in the world. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Curry dribbles on him, step back, jump around the way. Go! Cleveland Cavalier fans booed this man. Yeah. Who boos Steph Curry? Today's guests, Tampa Bay Times Bucks writer Rick Stroud, Rams offensive tackle Andrew Whitworth, Stanford head coach David Shaw, from Apple TV's Ted Lasso, actor Nick Mohammed, and now... Yes, 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 that's correct. (laughs) Can confirm. It is the Rich Eisen Show. Hey, everybody, I'm your humble host, 844-204-RICH. Number to dial here on this program. Spend three hours with us. Let's have a good time best we can in this crazy ass world spinning off its axis. How are you over there, Christopher Brockman? How are you, man? Rich, I'm here, man. I'm surviving. Okay, uh, we've got uh, Jay Felly in for DJ hey. Mikey D. What's up, Rich? Uh, Good to see you over there. Uh, good to see my friend Jay Felly, and good to see TJ Jefferson Having lit a candle. What's up, yeah, TJ? Well, I mean, it's good to be here. All things good. It Sit is here. indeed. It is indeed. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the program. Uh, some of my favorite people I get to talk to today. Who, us? Yes. Oh, <laughs> that's number one. Awesome. That's every day. Well, sometimes you don't admit that. So, you know. What do you mean? What are you I'm talking saying, about? It's nice, it's nice to be reassured. Should I get up and give you a hug right nah, now? I mean, because you know there's distance procedures. It's that understood. Is there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's over. Well, he's HR. Or, yeah, it's oh, over. yeah, that's true. Brockman is HR. Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> it's breaking over, news. Man. Chris Brockman has declared the pandemic over. Very <laughs> good. Over. Success. Boy, we got to talk to you about HR of the RES, man. We made it. Right. What? Okay, we made it very good. Um, <laughs> so, no, I'm talking about Andrew Whitworth yes. on this program. Yeah, Big uh, Wit. Big F-O-T-S. Wit. Big Wit joining me. It, it, somebody asked him, you know, he um, apparently spoke to Wayne Gretzky after winning Wait, the really? Super Bowl. Yes. The great one. And the great one told him the, the, the famous line about, you know, what's better than winning a championship. Too. Correct. <laughs> and I'm wondering, does that mean that he's really thinking of coming back and playing another year? Because I thought this was it for him. Yeah. The Walter Payton Man of the Year. What a speech he gave on honors yeah. night three so days good. before winning the Super Bowl with the Rams. Um, he'll join us. Top of hour number two. Um, and top of hour number three, David Shaw, who I adore. I haven't spoken to in a while. I figured let's get a let's get him on the horn. As it's uh, Combine Week next week, yeah, and, um, you know, I, I, I want to know about all these prospects. And uh, when did he first realize that Davis Mills had a huge neck? So we're going to ask him <laughs> about that later on. <laughs> no, I'm not going to ask him that. <laughs> just again, just trying yeah, to sneak him in that there. be your first question? Like, <laughs> hey, Dave, like, when you went, when when you went yes. to Davis's house, did you, go, did you just wow. kind of look and go, oh. Wow, that's a lot of space between the chin and, <laughs> and the chest plate. Uh, at any rate, so David Shaw is going to join us top of hour number three. Never spoke. Uh, uh, Rick Stroud's joining us in about 17 minutes time. We've lot, spoken to him. Lots to talk about with him um, from uh, Blaine Gabbert, who might be the starting quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Maybe. to uh, Lily Tomlin, who is the newest teammate of Tom Brady's. So... That'll be is something. Wi- is Lily in the slot, or is that Rita Moreno? Uh, I think, uh, great question. Like, where do we where do we line them all yeah, up? Yeah, where do we line them Where up do we there? line them up? Well, we'll ask Rick Stroud. Great. He would know. I'm sure he would. Well, he knows everything. So, uh, and then uh, an hour number three, I have not spoken to this man, but I adore his work because he's on one of my favorite television shows out there on uh, Ted Lasso, Nick Muhammad, who plays the famed Nate the Great. Nate the Great. Well, no, I mean... 
If you're all caught up. Well, uh, I mean, I, 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 we kind of do need to tap alert. dance a little bit on that. Situation? But uh, Nick Muhammad is going to be on this program in uh, hour number three. And then, fascinatingly enough, because uh, that's the way things work in my life, is as soon as he hangs up with us, he's going to Zoom with Susie for the latest episode yeah, nice. of Just Getting Started, which nice. he is now hosting um, on the Cumulus Podcast Network, where all podcasts are acquired, just like the Rich Eisen Show. So there you have it. So, um, the quarterback carousel I keep telling you about spins off its axis if uh, Aaron Rodgers removes the uh, linchpin and says, I want to leave the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> he said sooner rather than later the night of honors that I just referenced Thursday night before the Super Bowl that he's going to let everybody know before the new league year, which is coming up in almost two weeks. That's March 16th, but March... 18th is really the new league year day, but March 16th is the day that uh, the tampering window, don't call it the tampering window, opens up. Basically, his decision is going to have to come over the next three weeks. And Brian Gutekunst had a press conference yesterday, and when asked about would he still be willing to trade Aaron Rodgers if that's the way it goes, said he wouldn't deal in hypotheticals. And um, said that everything is great between him and Rodgers. And um, and said that uh, he speaks more with Rodgers than any other player because Rodgers is different and then kind of caught himself. Said that different in terms of I'm his status. Yeah, I'm different. You know, his status. And I told him on yesterday's show, close yesterday's show, to say, hey, Brian, like just two cents. We've never met. I'd love to have you on the show, by the way, Brian. And 844-204-RICH, number to doll. We'll give you, we'll, we'll give you the, the, the guest hotline. <laughs> Um, and so uh, I told him, hey, you know, I, I think you should substitute the word different for special, unique, that sort of thing. <laughs> Question is, what's in Aaron Rodgers' mind? <laughs> Andrew Brandt, who, as you know, knows a lot of tea leaves for the Green Bay Packers front office and has been there, was there the Favre to Rodgers uh, transition. He tweeted out that he thinks Rodgers knows already and is just waiting it out, I guess, for the drama's sake. I don't know. Our colleague at the Worldwide Leader in Sports, Diana Rossini, uh, tweeted something out just this very morning. Aaron Rodgers will be informing the Packers of his decision soon. Oh, there's our friend Per League sources. Per League sources. That's our Scandinavian friend, Per League. Uh, I'm told there are multiple teams with offers on the table. Of course. Imagine that. But, of course, nothing can happen until the Green Bay Packers allow a trade. I like that graphic. Now... I mean, there's so much right there. Yeah. So he's going to inform them of his decision, and multiple teams have offers on the table, and nothing can happen unless the Packers allow a trade. Unless Rodgers' decision is to stay, then everything comes off the table. That's like, bye-bye. How's it Jose? This reminds me of Frank White. But what has to come with Rodgers saying, I'm staying, is a new deal. Yeah, big time. because yes, yeah, it's wow. not just him. Hey, I'm staying, and oh, great, you got one more year left on your contract. Terrific. Pay that man his um, money. Huh? Uh, our, our friend, um, what uh, yeah. Spot Track, right? Yeah, Spot Track. Yeah. You call it Spot Track. I call it Spot Track. But let's just call it a massive cap hit. That if the Aaron Rodgers right now, he he un, under the cap. Yeah, I got it. We well, got it for forty six million bucks. Yeah. <laughs> That's not happening. So they got to come up with something, and no, it can't happen, you know. But that's that's what may be happening behind the scenes, where Rogers has informed them, "I'm coming back." And then, if I come back, then what would be the contract? 
How long? How much? And then that would mean Jordan Love would have to sit and wait much longer than Rodgers waited for Favre to seed the stage. So saying yes comes with a negotiation, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's already let them know that, or if I say yes, what does that mean in terms of a contract, and that's the sort of stuff that is being discussed right now, and why hypotheticals like a trade doesn't need to be dealt with right now, and why anything else that's going on with trades are a moot point, because Rodgers right now could be going ahead and having already, I would think, wouldn't you think, hey, David, David Dunn, and the rest of uh, his um, advocate advocacy group, find out what that would mean. What, what would a contract, like, what would they be offering? Like, what would it be for me to stay? That's definitely part of the equation. How long of a contract are you offering? Mm-hmm. How much funny money is in there? At what point would you, based on the contract you hand me, and this is absolutely a tell if Green Bay comes up and gives them a contract that after two years, one year, two years, gives them the option to just say goodbye to him, cut him, and say goodbye. This was the deal, this was the issue with the Patriots and Brady towards the end, right? It's like, how long of a long-term contract do you give somebody who's pushing 40, despite how great they look just before pushing 40? (laughs) Yep. How long of a contract do you give that person? Do you hedge your bet? Because if you hedge your bet, you're kind of letting the guy know when you hand him a contract is great stuff, man. Back-to-back MVP years, that's incredible. But we just can't run the risk of you being on our books for so much money and suddenly your returns diminish. That sounds reasonable too, right? It sounds totally reasonable except to the guy who's – except to the guy who's – Ability to stay strong, you're doubting. And and I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you put these things together, and if somebody in the Green Bay front office with a contract that's coming out there, I'm going to say this, starts doubting your ability to maybe stay strong and healthy for deep into your career, that's when you go on your buddy's show and start talking about the type of things you're doing to yourself to cleanse. Did you see the details of that cleanse? I don't really want to get too detailed in it. That's the ultimate TMI system. I mean, I can break it down system. No, you don't. Uh, Clearly, it's been broken down. (laughs) And and, uh, exited. Exited. That's well, you know it, what I'm doing. I'm cleansing. Fr- I'm healthy. Uh, this is what I'm doing while you're coming up with a contract because watering the it can't just be. He says, "Yeah, I'm coming back," and then forces it on them to say in dollars and cents and terms like uh, that has to be hammering being hammered out right now, or at least placed in front of Rogers to make his decision. Yeah, you know what? If that's your final offer, then send me to the Broncos, or send me here, or send me there. That's the way I read this, that that's what's happening now. I would do that. I would absolutely send my agent into the front offices or towards Gutekunst with a Zoom or whatever to say, so if Aaron says yes, if Aaron wants to stay, how much of a guarantee do you give him? How long does this next relationship last before Aaron's sitting at home a couple fingers into his drink? And uh, finds out you've just moved up in the draft, like the last time. 
because we need to know this. This is something that you have to think is absolutely in Rodgers' decision-making, is what the Packers would be willing to give. So Rodgers is going to inform them of his decision soon. Sure. That's got to be informed by whatever Green Bay puts on the table for him. Because you'd have to think he's asking them of that. And that other teams have offers on the table for him. Great. Gutekunst is like, yeah, bring him in. Uh, sounds good. What else is going on in your world? Oh, by the way, I mean, if you, have, have, you, have you caught up on Ozark? I mean, like, that's the conversation <laughs> you have. Thanks for that. What else is going on? <laughs> right, right. And, and why Gutekunst, when he's asked point blank, what about a trade offer? He's just like, yeah, I don't deal in hypotheticals. Because he's not there yet. Because everything is good with Aaron. Aaron did tell him maybe privately what he said to him about him publicly. I mean, just take a look at his MVP acceptance speech from last year to compare it to this year. It's night and day. And then, yeah, none of the trade offers matter unless the Green Bay Packers greenlight it. Well, they don't have to if they come to an agreement with Aaron Rodgers. Because I'm telling you, the day if Rodgers does come back, there'll be a fully baked contract announced with it. Yeah, I think you're right. It won't be, he's back, now comes the fine print, now comes, now they start negotiating a contract. I don't think that that's no, the way be, it would work. It'll be four-year, $200 million Well, whatever it is, it's just like he's back and he's got a contract and Aaron Rodgers is done. Finished. Yeah. Go about your business. Aaron's going to go. Devonta Adams is next. Do whatever's there. Well, I guess that's part. And that might be part of it, too. What are you going to do with Adams? What are you going to do with the rest of the team? How are you going to work it out? Yeah, and good I'm willing yesterday to... he doesn't like using the franchise tag. He would like to sure. get a long Why not? And, and, and all of that comes together with how much Rodgers is willing to take, hometown discount, et cetera, so on and so forth. That's the way I'm reading all of it. What about you? 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Rick Stroud, when we come back, is Blaine Gabbert really the number one option behind door number one for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Will they be making a big swing? Is it possible that Brady could possibly come back? And what will the four-wide formation look like with Lily Tomlin, Sally Field, Rita Moreno, and Jane Fonda? in Tom Brady's new movie project. 80 for Brady. (laughs) 80 for Brady used to be the contract offer he wanted. Yeah, right. That the Patriots wouldn't give him. (laughs) So. Thinking about your first first Gabbert question, do we want to figure out which word needs the inflection? Like, is it really going to be Blaine Gabbert? Is it really going to be Blaine Gabbert? You know what I mean? I we think, were doing that with the Bengals. I, I, I think I think um, either apply. Just some form of hammering one word to express like, the like, incredulity of the situation. Is it really going to be Blaine Gabbert? Got it. Well, I've got a couple minutes to work. I'm just on work, that. we're working it out. So that uh, uh, Rick Stroud's next. Uh, Andrew Whitworth will join us. Stanford head coach David Shaw, who uh, is one of my favorite people, and then Nick Muhammad, who plays Nate the Great the assistant coach of AFC Richmond-ish. Still to come right here on this Rich Eisen Show and you at 844-204-RICH, number to dial. When Callaway engineered Chrome Soft to be the best tour ball, it doesn't make the best players better. It's made everybody better, including me. You know, I can tell the difference between a Chrome Soft ball and the other rocks that get placed on a tee. 
men, women, first-time major winners, repeat winners, uh, club champions, business golfers, hackers. Chrome Soft Family is the best tour performance for every type of performance. I use the regular Chrome Soft, widest range of golfers who want better, feel more distance, and incredible forgiveness. It's designed for you. Better players looking for more workability. There's the Chrome Soft X. Great spin consistency, tour level, short game control. Finally, there's the Chrome Soft XLS, which gives you a lower spin golf ball and longer shots, firmer feel, but still with high spin around the greens. When you add it all up, folks, it's so simple. Chrome Soft is better for the best and better for everyone. Find out which Chrome Soft is right for you at CallawayGolf.com slash Chrome Soft. Rick Stroud of Tampa Bay Times, latest on what's going on. With the world champs once removed, coming up next. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50%. On the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Back here on our terrestrial radio outfit, along with uh, one big happy family on Peacock and Sirius XM Channel 85 and Odyssey, our friend from the Tampa Bay Times, back here on the Rich Eisen Show, Rick Stroud joining us here. What's up, Rick Stroud? How are you? Hey, Rich. I'm doing well. I'll bet you don't have a Norm Boulash autograph. I think that was the first one I remember Is that 150 your, years ago. That's your first autograph you collected? As like as like a an infant, <laughs> like somebody brought it home. I was like back in the day, bullish. you know. Yeah. I think honestly, one of the first autographs I ever got was Neil Simon's "The Playwright" because we ran wow. into him outside of a theater once, and I knew who he was because I was a diehard Odd Couple fan, even at age like eight. You know, wow. 
Yeah. So uh, it's amazing I'm into sports because my dad was only into like Broadway musicals and things like that. It's, a, it's truly a, a, a miracle what I do for a living, to be very honest with you. But anyway, thanks for calling, Rick. <laughs> um, let's get into it. Boy, did you piss people off by saying Blaine Gabbert's the number one option at quarterback for the Bucks? I saw a lot of the reaction to your reporting on Twitter. I tend to get that reaction no matter what I say, Rich. I, you know, it's just, I don't know. This Twitter, Twitter universe is a, is a mean place, but... Actually, I didn't say it. Um, Bruce Arians <laughs> said it to me. You know, this is the thing. Like, so uh, I told this guy I was going for a bike ride first one since August, I think. Yes. And um, I had asked Bruce about something coaching or something like that earlier. And you know, he just this this latest story, you know, that came out or this text or tweet or whatever it was on social media about you know him and Tom um, sort of having a bad relationship or things going sour or however it was phrased really got to him, you know, and, you know, we, we talked about that and we, and we, you know, we started talking about quarterbacks, but I mean, I, I think it's pretty clear, you know, there's this, and a lot of this is fantasy football, right? And we can run down the list, but where they stand right now at quarterback is the only guy on the roster is Kyle Trask, who they like, but he's never played. He had a red shirt year, didn't get a helmet one day out of the 17 regular season games to postseason. And they're probably going to re-sign Blaine um, for some incentive, lay them contract. They like Blaine Gabbard, but, you know, run through the list. Russell Wilson, really? Is he going to be traded from the Seattle Seahawks? Is that going to happen? Okay, three number one picks. These guys pick 27. I, I don't think he's going to be traded because I don't think Pete Carroll at 70 wants to start over um, at quarterback unless Russ just really wants out of there. And so they'll, they'll check into that. Aaron Rodgers, no, he's not going to be traded to an NFC team, I don't think, if he leaves at all. So the two guys we know that are going to be traded, Jimmy Garoppolo, they don't like them. You know, if, if you ran the ball 40 times, sure. But that, that's not what they do here. They, they throw the ball down the field. That's not Garoppolo's strength or he wouldn't want a Super Bowl by now. And then you have Deshaun Watson. And, you know, from what my information is, at least certainly as it stands today, the Glazer family that owned the Bucks. they're just not going to sign off on that one. You know, there, there's a – I always say this, have the press conference, right? What does that look like? Um, and so – you know, maybe that situation changed. Maybe he, he clears that up. I, I don't know. But you, you look at the rest of it, Carson Wentz, they don't think he's an upgrade. Um, more than likely, more than likely, I think this team will probably end up with Blaine back there and then bring in one of the second-tier type guys, and I don't know if it will be him, but maybe a Teddy Bridgewater who will have to compete and then continue to develop, you know, their young quarterback in Kyle Trask. I mean, if any of this other stuff happens, and, and, you know, look, Philadelphia, I guess, could convince Seattle to get rid of Russell Wilson, and then all of a sudden maybe, you know, there's another quarterback on the market that, that's young and attractive to them. I don't know, but I just, think, I just think that they really would get by okay with Blaine, who's been in the system, you know, now since Arizona, and, and he's not going to excite anybody, but... You know, that's just, just where it stands right now. It, 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 it's not fantasy football. It's, it's reality. So I got a name for you, Rick Stroud. Let me bounce this one off you. It's a wild card, wild name, but he is available. What about Jameis Winston coming back? What about that one? Yeah, you know, I, I've asked that, and I, I think I would have picked up a lot more vibe. I will tell you this. There's two coaches there that would have him tomorrow. One is Byron Leftwich who wish he had more than eight months with him. The other one is Clyde Christensen, his quarterback coach. Both those guys, I think, would be fine with Jameis. And, 
And, you know, right now, Jameis is looking for work, right? So, I, I mean, you know, I know his dad has talked to people and said he'd be fine coming back to Tampa. I don't think Bruce Arians is fine with it. I just, you know, um, been there, done that. Uh, there was a time when they were 7-7 seven and seven his one year here under Bruce, and I thought he was going to make it. He fought, threw for like 460-something, two games in a row. Uh, and then they played Houston, who they absolutely dominated on defense. And then they played Atlanta, and he threw both games away. And I, I saw on, on Bruce's face that day that he had, he had reached his limit with Jameis Winston. And I, I think it'd be really hard. You know, I, I think, and he may, be, like, he may be better than these other guys we're talking about, but at the end of the day, if, if he goes out there week one, week two, throws a pick six, throws a couple interceptions, what's everybody writing? What's everybody saying? Would he even have a chance here? With the fan base, I, I, I just don't think that uh, that they would go that direction. Well, then the the alternative of Blaine Gabbert, though, and I, is where I think you know the blowback comes with is just like, all right, what, like what are the what are the chances he could turn into Brad Johnson, right? Like what what are yeah. the what what are the chances of everything that you just said about well Garoppolo, if you run it forty times, why not? Um, but they don't mm-hmm. do that, and Jameis, you know, uh, Bruce has been there, done that. I mean. Gabbert, maybe maybe the, the issue is is he hasn't played in so so long, and before that he wasn't any um, championship caliber quality. And fans in Tampa only know him as the guy who's Brady's tequila sunrise partner to get him home. You know, I mean, so that you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, how is Gabbert an upgrade over anything that you just kind of shot down, uh, knowing I, the way I, that the, I, the Bucks have shot I, him down? I totally get it. I totally get it. But is is he that much? Uh, is he that much different? Right? Is he that much worse? And that's the evaluation that Bruce and those guys have to make. Um, Blaine Gabbert, you know, he's had a history. The record is terrible. Um, you know, he he was drafted by a not a good Jacksonville team. He had you know some like seven or eight coordinators in that many years. Um, when he did go to Arizona a long time ago, when Bruce was there, he won a couple games over over teams with winning records, and then he beat the Colts. He, he um, uh, believe he beat uh, somebody else that was decent, and um, and and since he's been here, you know, he's 32 years old. Uh, he keeps himself in amazing shape. He's got the size, the speed. He's got a cannon for an arm. When he has had to play in mop-up duty, um, he lit it up fine. Now, understand who he's playing with. You know, this would be the best team he's ever played with in terms of weapons. Assuming they mm-hmm. franchise or resign Godwin, they got Mike Evans. Um, we don't think Gronk is coming back. Um, they, they're probably going to draft a wide receiver. And they got some holes to fill for sure, both on the offensive line and figure out what they're going to do at running back. But it's still a pretty good football team in a system that he's been in now for a number of years. I'm just telling you what Bruce says, right? This is Bruce's take on him is that he thinks he's a hell of a lot better than everybody else thinks he is. And maybe Bruce is dead wrong. Um, but he believes that, you know, when you look at the field, right, the guys that are available or what you'd have to give up to get certain people or what the owners can stomach, et cetera, um, maybe you're better off letting them compete, letting Kyle Trask, who they like, go into training camp and compete. And, you know, worst-case scenario, somewhere down the road, Kyle Trask is your, is your, your future quarterback. It just It's not a good year for the draft. We know that. They're not going to draft a guy. They're picking 27, so how attractive is that pick to another team? Um, sure, you could package two or three years worth of first rounders and hope. I'm not saying it's over. I'm just saying 
that I think Blaine will be on this team, and I think Trasky, that's where they're starting from. If they can add somebody else, great. You know, does Baker Mayfield fall out of the pile somewhere along the line? I mean, does, you know, they're not, no one's, <laughs> you know, there's just not a lot of quarterbacks. It's not like the year that Tom came out where he was a free agent, he could pick it. And you had Phillip Rivers, and, you know, at that time, Bridgewater was 5-0 and with New Orleans. And, you know, there were guys that they liked, including Jameis at that time. And now I think it's changed, and you're talking about a different set of circumstances, which, by the way, how many teams need a quarterback? Rich show of hands here. There's about 12 of them, I think. Mm-hmm. It could be more even. Um, it could yeah. be even more. Rick Stroud, Tampa Bay Times here on the Rich Eisen Show. So we spent the last few minutes throwing out names that might not be Blaine Gabbert as the starting quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers come week one of 2022. Here's another one. Here's one last one for you. Tom Brady. What about that one? What about that one, Rick? Well, if they, you know, if they had Blaine and they had Kyle and some, you know, second tier guy was here and we got to August or September even or, you know, right at the start of the season and Tom said he wants to play, they're going to absolutely own his rights. Um, sometime after June 1st, they're going to put him on the reserve retired list. They're, he's going to count $8 million against the cap this year and $24 million against the cap in 2023. And if he wants to play, they believe, this is them talking now, they believe he would play here um, because at 45, does he really want to go to another team, learn a new offense, new players, all of that, or they know or he knows that the Bucks would do everything they can, mortgage more future, bring in any player they want, he wants, and try to make another run at it. So I'm not saying they're keeping you know the seat open. They have to proceed as if he's retired, and I, and I sort of believe that he is. Um, but it's always, you know, I think it's going to be a possibility until it's not, right? Until they were to just, you know, make some bold move, whether that was with Watson because the owners were satisfied his problems are behind him. They give up a ton of draft capital for future years. If there's a guy in here that they've spent, you know, a lot of money or, and or picks on, then, you know, Tom's probably out of the picture. And, and to be honest, if, if Brady went to them, and there's a theory out there about this, and I don't know if it's true, but if Brady went to them, and said, listen, I want to play for this team, not not the Bucks, but another team. Mm-hmm. I think they would be so grateful for what he gave them for two years that the Glazer family would not hold him up. They would not say, hey, it's here or nowhere, bud. Um, you know, I mean, I watched Rich McKay walk out of here as a GM. One day he was the GM of the Bucks. They let him go to Atlanta, for God's sakes. And a week later, they were, he was the GM of the Falcons playing at Raymond James. And, again, it was gratitude for all he had done for them, getting the stadium, all that stuff. So I just know the Glazers. I don't think they would hold Tom up. And we all suspect that that would be San Francisco. That would be the place that, you know, he might want to have one last shot at it, uh, his hometown team. But they don't believe that. They believe that if Tom were to change his mind, that he would play here. And what about the concept of gear grinding that was happening over the last year, um, right? And I, I know uh, Arians, and you had a very strident quotes from him shooting down that that he was um, gumming up the game plans that Brady was working on with Leftwich at the last moment or red penciling, red marking or something like that. I mean, what do you, what do you make of uh, whatever was going on behind the scenes that you may be aware of that could discount Brady coming back? What do you think of that one? Well, I mean, the literal, you know, redlining didn't happen um, for sure. And part of that narrative was that, you know, Bruce was working on his Achilles in the morning and 
Bruce doesn't work on his Achilles in the morning. So, you know, this, this, the way this has worked since, since Bruce got here is that Byron Leftwich runs the offense. I mean, he does all of it. He's in at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. Bruce was never going to do scripts. Bruce was never going to do game planning in the sense that you put together the plan for the entire week, et cetera. Now, he gets the game plan. He will look at it. He will tweak it. He will add to it. But he doesn't take things away generally. And as Brady was here, remember they were 7-5. and five. It didn't look like the Bucks' offense. They had a big, you know, sort of meeting then, uh, and, and B.A. was involved more. And they did some things, you know, with, with Tom to make it more his offense, which is what we saw this past season. Brady does the game planning as much as Leftwich does it with him. And so I, I just, I don't, you know, I don't think that's true. Um, and Bruce was emphatic about that part of it. What, what is possible, though, like anybody that has a boss, like you don't always get along with them all the time, right? I mean, and there were things that happened last year that I'm sure upset Brady. I'm sure he didn't like the result, at least, of having Antonio Brown not on this roster. You know, he needed another receiver. Godwin got hurt. Um, the first game that Brown could have come back after the fake Vax card suspension was New Orleans. They lost 9 to nothing. They were down 6 to nothing until the last minute or so. And within a span of 10 minutes, they lost three of their top players. Had Antonio Brown been around for that, that would have been great. Um, that, you know, and, and, but that was a suspension situation. And then, um, you know, he does come, does come back. He lights it up one game. Uh, 10 catches, 110 yards, gets Carolina. And the next week, he's mad at Tom. He's mad at everybody at halftime about not getting the ball enough. And then we saw what happened with the, you know, the shirt off and the whole thing with the Jets. And it was messy. And the biggest thing is, it took away a weapon. You know, it, it, it hurt them. It hurt Tom. Um, and it was, it was just, you know, there were things like that that I'm sure he wasn't pleased with. But why would that um, be the fault of the of Bucks at all? Like, why would Brady not be happy? It's not. It's it's Antonio Brown's um, responsibility. Exactly. You know, I mean, whatever was going on with his ankle, and you know, in the yeah. last couple of weeks, I mean, if Brady's upset at anything about what happened with Brown, all he's got to do is look to the gram or the tweet or whatever that that Brown, that Brown put out this week about the MRI proving that that uh, he was forced out on the field and then he de- he deleted it because it was re- people pointed out it was a year old what he yeah. popped up about his MRI. So why would Brady be upset about anything of the way that the Brown situation was handled? I don't know that he was other than that Brown was fired, right? Like he's fired and fired immediately. Like the first thing Bruce said after the game is he's out of here. And I don't know what other option Bruce had when right. he refused to play, et cetera. Took his just, again, this is all speculation. Right. I don't know what he would be unhappy about. The coaches, I'm telling you, the coaches that work with him every day, work with Brady every day, never heard him come in and you know say derogatory things about BA or I can't stand it. That just never happened. So that I, you know, like I said, do you like everything people do? Could they have been, you know, maybe more attention to detail in practice or the walkthroughs? Um, could if anything, Rich, mm-hmm. um, he probably wanted more, right? He always wanted more. Maybe he wanted them to sign Odell Beckham Jr., uh, who was a free agent at the time, and B.A. said, uh, A.B., O.B.J., too many initials. Maybe he would have liked to see them, you know, trade away a two and a three for Vaughn Miller, who hit him nine times in, in that divisional right. playoff game. Right. Um, you know, Tom has made mention that the Rams really went for it, and that's what the Bucks did a year ago. The Bucks just had so many injuries – and if not for some bad play calling and some bad execution at the end, 
against the Rams. They they win that game in overtime, and we're talking about another one of the greatest comebacks in playoff history with Tom Brady. So, um, you know, it, it's it's hard to – I don't know where this gets started. I guess it's people around Brady. I mean, I don't – but the, the folks that I know that are around Brady and the folks that are around the box think that this is like kind of a false narrative that he has any bad mojo or vibes about playing in Tampa. It's true the team's going to be different. Um, but they would figure out the cap situation. They would bring as many guys back as they could. They'd draft whoever, get whoever. Um, and I think Tom knows that. So, you know, can we just accept that the guy's going to retire after 22 seasons? I think that's – people want to blame, you know, blame somebody for that. And really it's Tom's choice. For sure. And I, I hope everything is well between him and the Bucks. just for the mere fact that if there is a movie called 80 for Brady, we got to get <laughs> we got to get Tom Moore in there in some sort of a cameo, don't you think? <laughs> don't you think? Yeah. Get Tom well, Moore we there? thought Tom was retired and it turns out he's just working nine to five with Lily. Tom Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Sally Field and Rita Moreno. Right. I mean, yeah. Well the other done. Thing is, if his movie career is going anywhere, is, yes. does he have to play someone besides himself? Is that really acting? Well, I think I, I think it. I think you know um, it. One hundred percent means that he's got the bug. Let's see. Let's see if he expands the brand a little bit. You know what I mean? Like you want uh, him to be the next James Bond or something? I don't know. Like, let's see what he can do. <laughs> Tom Wick. I don't know. There you know what go. I'm saying? Okay. Like Tom Wick. You know what I mean? I don't. I'm just throwing it out there. We're thinking, I don't know. We've, we're th- had, we've had 80 for Brady, man in the arena. What's next? Man in the mirror. I mean, like, you know, the guy, um, mm. he's got to play someone else. I think he's got to, maybe he's got to branch out just a little bit. Because the next guy that comes to him with, hey, i got a great idea. I know. Uh, we're going to do a story yeah. about you, and you're, you're going to play yourself as a quarterback. You know, which, yeah. which Super Bowl would you like to, to, to emulate? You know? Super Bowl 57 with the 49ers. How does that sound? <laughs> oh, man. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll wrap it up. Thanks for the call, Rick. Appreciate it, as always. All right, buddy. You go. There you go. At NFL Stroud. Follow him. I do. Always love our chats with Rick. <laughs> I love it. Super Bowl 57 starring Tom Brady as the 49ers starting quarterback. We'll leave it there, as they say in so many different media, television, radio shows, and cable TV shows. When we come back, Diana Rossini of ESPN um, has texted back. She will just call in and dive in into what her report was uh, about Aaron Rodgers soon to file his decision with the Packers, then Andrew Whitworth, and you, and so much more right here on The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed it's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least 
The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. All right, back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Hold on, just tap dance one more second while I remove this large box from my... Yeah, that was that was pretty cool because Joe Burrow, I remember we are in Miami, and yeah. he asked you, were you a LSU fan, right? And I just kind of shrugged. I was like, eh. And he, he was like, <laughs> he kind of gave me the, the nod of like, I know what you're doing. <laughs> what were you doing with Joe Burrow? Kind of like collecting that. memorabilia. Yeah. yeah. I, try, I went to the store and I bought an Alabama hat too because we had Tua come on. Uh-huh. And then when I had him sign it, the pen didn't work, and he had to go, so I couldn't get yeah, it. And then it. I, by the, so he only w- was able to really write the T. Uh huh. But it, the like, the, I guess the ink was dry. Or not. So anyway, I returned it to the store the next day with the T on it. With, so whoever bought that hat had the beginning of a T <laughs> of a Tua signature. You should have taken a picture of that. One. <laughs> All right, uh, Diana Rossini calling in in just a matter of moments here on the Rich Eisen Show. I screwed that up. I didn't get the phone number to Adam, our call screener, in just a couple minutes ago. I'm too busy. You know, looking at stuff hosting in, the in show boxes behind and your talking desk. to people <laughs> and all that sort of business. And again, the whole story uh, involving Aaron Rodgers just is a developing situation, as our, uh, my buddy Bill Pito used to phrase everything yeah. back in the day on the worldwide leader in sports. And, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers, it appears, is about to make his decision over the next couple of weeks. Soon we'll be informing the Patchers of his decision, according to Diane Rossini of ESPN. And uh, multiple teams with offers on the table. But, of course, nothing can happen until the Green Bay Packers allow a trade. So All right, I'm going to put up a what's more likely poll. Which is? Rodgers stays in Green Bay. Blaine Gabbert starts week one in Tampa. Okay. Very uh, good. Something fun. All right. Um, we will... Uh, <laughs> I honestly, after just hearing what Rick Stroud had to say, this is the reality of the situation. We, our best option is this guy right now. We'll see what happens down the road. You know, have no idea what happens down the road. Joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show from the worldwide leader in sports is Diana Rossini. How are you, Diana? Hi, Rick. I'm wonderful. How are you doing well, in beautiful Los Angeles? Your tweet, your tweet caught my eye today. I'm not going to lie. It definitely caught my eye about Aaron Rodgers making his decision. So what, what can you tell me? What do you got for me on this front? So I was told that the decision is going to be coming soon, within the next week or so. Okay. That he's going to inform the Green Bay Packers that he's either staying in Wisconsin or he's going to ask for a trade or he's going to retire. Those are the three options that we are all very aware of. Retire? That's still an option here? Retire? That would be surprising to me. 
Oh, so I'm, I'm not betting anything on that one, but right. Um, so the way I'm, I'm, I, I'm reading in between the lines of your tweet, and you tell me if I, I might be onto something here, is part of his decision is whatever contract might be on the table and whatever negotiations might be on the table between he and the Packers. Like he can't really inform his decision whether he wants to go um, until he sees uh, what the Packers are putting on the table, fu- money, funny money, how. Just look, looking at a contract, you'll you'll see the expiration date that the Packers are willing to extend this to. What do you think about that? Yeah, it would it would make a lot of sense for him to protect himself to see what the Green Bay Packers are going to be willing to pay him because mm-hmm. from the conversations I've had with a lot of people in the league, he wants to be the highest paid player in the NFL by a wide margin. So we're talking about $50 million a year. And we know the, the cap situation the Green Bay Packers are in. We know Devontae Adams right. needs to get paid. So there's a, there's a lot on the table. Um, and speaking of tables, there's also multiple teams that are waiting to see what happens here because they are hoping and, and willing to make a trade for him. That's a large chunk of the pie right there. 50, 50 mil a year? That's what he's looking for right now? That, that's what I was told. I was told that's around the number he's looking for per year. You know, and when you when you match that up with the other quarterbacks around the league right now in terms of yeah. that, that annual uh you know, that annual chunk of change I guess. Um, right? So we have Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, you know, Patrick what about forty six million a year. So it'd be about you know, what's the math there? Four million more. Yeah. Uh you know, and and at thirty eight years old that's that's a high price. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, how much cap space does the Broncos have? I mean, like, who, who has the cap space to, to if Rodgers does get a contract offer back from Green Bay, that is not that much, and say, hey, you have to give a hometown discount for Devontae. You want Devontae, right? I mean, you got to have him. Um, let's just say that the numbers come back and he says, I want out. Who's got the ability to pay him that? Do you know? Yeah, I'm so... I'm so glad you asked that because even speaking to teams that are not in the hunt, that are not in this trade race, let's say, um, trying to understand, all right, if you had to make it work, how would you do it? Um, Rich, you've been covering this league long enough. It's figured out. They can make it work. And one team I spoke with that is in the hunt, um, when I looked at their numbers, it didn't completely make sense to me. Uh, but I was told it would work out. We will find a way. It will work out. So sometimes that means at the detriment of other players' money, obviously. Uh, perhaps maybe even cutting some players to make more room. Um, but I know the teams that are interested in him are getting creative and, and, and are getting a little impatient here as, as they're waiting because they have to make moves themselves. So while the Green Bay Packers are waiting for this answer, so are the other teams because we all know free agency is right around the corner. Yeah. Oh man! So, um, so those people have placed uh, on the table. Those are the ones who have uh, fully baked. Like, here's what we're willing to give. Um, draft choices. Like, those have been forwarded to Brian Gutekunst. He has them all on his desk if he so chooses to lay them out there. Paperwork style. So, I was told the Green Bay Packers, for for what it's worth, were not told from those teams. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what the compensation would be, you know, what the package would, would look like, because that's tampering. Um, 
they can't call over to Green Bay yet, um, apparently because they need to have this conversation with Aaron. So I, I'm not sure how the working or how the dealings have been going in terms of the contact and the true communication because you've got to figure there's something there. Um, but I, the teams that I've spoken to that, that want him have been working towards putting this together to make it work for Green Bay. Happy Combine Week, huh? Like this is literally hanging over the Combine because everything, because the, the talk next week is going to be even louder about how there are no surefire uh, franchise quarterbacks in this draft and uh, who wants to take a big swing at Aaron Rodgers, right? If it's available. Like this is literally the conversation next week. Wouldn't you agree? It will, it will be a miserable week, Rich, if when I see you there, hopefully – Aaron yes. Rodgers' decision has not been made by them. Now, I do think it would be interesting to see what would happen after his decision is made and it will, if his decision is to leave, what would happen? Because there's, there's a lot of tentacles to this of how this would go down. Would Green Bay agree for the, for the trade package? Would they be okay with that? Is, would that team be okay for Aaron? Would he want to go to that team? Um, you know, you, you kind of have – and then perhaps what if the team – that has a current quarterback has to figure out a way to trade their quarterback to a different team. If Green Bay doesn't want them, you know what I mean? There's so many layers to this, uh, depending on, on which organization you're talking about that's in the, that's in the game for Aaron Rodgers right now. So I think the easy part here, believe it or not, after months and months and months, the, the easy part in all this is when he makes a decision. And obviously if it's the same Green Bay story, the end, but if it's requesting a trade, Buckle up. Hmm. Diana Rossini here from uh, ESPN. Andrew Whitworth coming up in hour number two. Um, And then, of course, uh, David Shaw of Stanford coming up in hour number three here on The Rich Eisen Show.